You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. We're so excited to introduce a new segment of our show called Hope Episodes. The purpose of these episodes is to provide hope to those who are in the thick of their journey to mamahood. Each Hope Episode will share a different women's journey to geriatric mamahood, whether it be through fertility treatments, surrogacy, adoption, regardless of the method, all of these women have endured heartache, disappointment, anxiety, and stress before finally being blessed with their rainbow babies. I didn't want to hear about the woman who effortlessly conceived with no issues. I wanted to hear about the woman who experienced loss, whose odds were against her for having a child of her own, who was told she needed donor eggs, who spent thousands of dollars on fertility treatments only to have them end in heartache. Despite their chances being extremely low, they're finally blessed with their miracle baby. It gave me hope to keep trying. It made me feel like I wasn't alone and what I was experiencing was normal and it wasn't necessarily the end of my story. It made me feel encouraged and was honestly what kept me going. I completely agree. What kept me going while we're waiting for a fertility clinic to open during COVID was hearing other women's struggles and eventually successes, both naturally and through fertility treatments. I needed to hear all the things they did to prepare their bodies for healthy pregnancy. Things like what supplements were they taking? What foods were they eating? Did they go to acupuncture? Did they participate in IVF good luck rituals like stopping to have McDonald's french fries on their way home from having their M baby transplant? It's totally a thing. On today's Hope episode, we'll be hearing Natalie's story. We hope you enjoy the episode. Oh my gosh. Hi. Look so adorable. I was just telling Sonia how I haven't seen you. It's been or I haven't forever. talked to you in literally over a decade. I know. Which it's is so long. crazy. Like I didn't even know. I know. I didn't even know that you moved to Michigan. I was like, you're like two hours behind us. You're like, uh, no, I'm actually an hour ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. We moved to Michigan in 16, 17. Good for you. Yeah. Are you still doing hair? Yeah, I do. I work in my basement. I set up a salon in the basement. Awesome. Uh, and I also work at a nursing home on Tuesdays. Oh, do you oh do gosh, their I hair? Love that. Yeah, do you they do have a oh salon gosh. there? I love that. It's my so grandmother adorable. used to do that, and she would oh bring me God. with her, and I would like do their nails and stuff. That's yeah. so cute. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's probably like literally their high, the highlight of their day. It mm-hmm. is, and it's so much fun. Everyone there has dementia, so it's a new conversation every week. So it's so oh, cute. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there are like times where I like miss doing hair. I'm just like maybe, but then. I realized that I'm like old and fat now and I just won't be as cute. <laughs> we work in a nursing home. I feel really they good about myself. They will remember who you are every week. They'll be the, you'll be the cutest thing there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know what, before I got the job at the nursing home, I had called all the local funeral homes to you try to really yeah. gonna do that? be a mortician. Yeah. Yeah, Not a mortician just no. to do their hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't oh, have okay. to do any Oh, that's um, cool. schooling or anything like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then after all the nurse uh funeral homes were like, "Oh, we already have one person, which is all you need." Yeah, right? that's true. For all the bodies. I was right. like, "All right, well, I'll go to the next step and I'll just oh, get them." You're like, "I'll get them right before." Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll get them on the way out. Oh my god. That's hilarious. <laughs> canceled we're getting I right out <laughs> i haven't had any requests for that yet but yeah <laughs> we're hoping yeah. yeah that's you'd be so good at that though mm-hmm. i feel like if there's anybody um you would definitely find a way to add your little natalie spice to it yeah for sure <laughs> for sure so i've been um, uh you kept all of us in the loop on your fixer upper house You've been following that? I have. I've been seeing your, I mean, I don't know when you finished it, but. Oh, it's still not finished. We basically took a pause because, um, well, the money stopped for a little bit. So <laughs> yeah. We're taking a pause. And then when the money starts back up again, we'll, we'll resume. But we have pretty much the whole downstairs finished. There's like little things, um, but it's like not a big deal. But the upstairs, like our, um, the primary bathroom is 
completely gutted. Uh-huh. Um, and we started that. And we we're like, yeah, get ready for it. <laughs> and, then, like, <laughs> and then it's just been crickets. We're like, still just wait for it. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yep. <laughs> you should but do an update like that. You really should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every other month. Like it's still yeah. We're still waiting. All the same. <laughs> it's loading. <laughs> so, but yeah, we, um, our plan, it's like, you know, we obviously built it to be how we want it and we enjoy it. But at the end of the day, like it's never the things that we want to do to it doesn't really make sense for the neighborhood and it's never going to be our dream home. So oh, okay. I think we want to use it as like a financial tool. So we, there's already the neighborhood that we're in it's people who have lived in these homes for like 20 plus years. And Mm -hmm. so it's all that, like a lot of tan, a lot of orange wood, just like that, you know, popcorn ceilings, that like nineties vibe. And so a lot of people are suddenly like going, like younger families are coming in and like buying the homes and flipping them. So there's, and there's like investors starting to come in. There's a whole new development that just went up next to us. So when we bought the house, we bought it in like the low threes. Okay. And the house two lots down from us doesn't even have any upgrades and it just sold in the sixes so we're like okay (laughs) wow yeah yeah so we're like we're um i think we're gonna ride that train i think ideally we'll probably be here for another year or two and then sell and then just pay off everything because we have a lot of like ivf debt and fertility debt and all for nothing because it didn't even like work (laughs) Um, so we joke that like Hayden has a tab that he needs to pay off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have just like a lot of debt that we just want to get rid of. And so I think we're going to use this as a tool and start yeah. over. So, That's and good. then it was like, I, I told my husband the other day, I was like, I think I want to like repaint all the kitchen cabinets green. He's like, no, we're done. We're just, <laughs> he's like, you can, you can fuck right off. That's not how yeah. you shut that down. <laughs> Do it on the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start over. <laughs> so funny. Oh man. So. Debt. <laughs> grown up stuff. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shit they don't tell you about. Right. <laughs> Who was I just talking to about the school system? Like, here, how do you apply for a loan? Or what does it mean? All these APRs and interest rates. And how do I write a check or balance my checkbook? Or how yeah. do I keep an eye on all that stuff instead mm-hmm. of the Pythagorean theorem? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's awful. And what's crazy to me, too, is it's literally children that are filling out these student loan forms Mm -hmm. and they don't know what they're signing up for. They don't realize (laughs) they're signing up for the rest of their lives to pay this shit off. Yeah. God, it's crazy. It's a scam. It's a scam. I tell (laughs) you. So much of it is insurance, car insurance. Oh, my gosh. It's all a scam. (laughs) <laughs> it is. And then they don't want to pay for anything when it comes mm-hmm. down to like getting things taken care of. My mother-in-law is dealing with insurance issue or home warranty issues with their um, AC right now. And oh, she's just geez. been going back and forth with them. And even though they had their people go out and fix it and they're the ones that screwed it up, they're trying to deny the claim. And it's like, you guys did this. What are yeah. you talking about? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Who was I? I was asking my dad, (laughs) you know, I'm in my forties and I still go to my dad for, Oh yeah. You know, to help him always help me with things. I was like, (laughs) dad, I need to get something redone. Like we had to get our upstairs bathroom redone. I'm like, how do I pay? How does one pay for that? Right. Like, do they, do you just put it on your credit card? Right. Do I have to t- return a bunch of cans to get money yeah. for that? <laughs> like, how do you pay for that? He's like, well, you put it on your, you take a loan out of your house. I'm like, I don't even, Let's start doing that. Great. Forget that. You're like, Never mind. Sounds, I'll, de- I'll live with it. complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man. Oh well, gosh. everybody, on that note, welcome to our very first Hope episode. On today's episode, we are joined with Natalie. We're going to hear Natalie's story. So Natalie is a friend of mine. Um, we go way back, back when I was living in Burbank. So we were just trying to figure it out. It's been like over a decade since we've last chatted. So it's been a long time. Really excited to reconnect. And a lot has, has happened um, clearly <laughs> during that time. <laughs> um, and so... Yeah, Natalie, without further ado, we just want you to take the floor and share your, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, boy. We want to hear There's all mm-hmm. of it. 
<laughs> There's one yep. detail in particular that you, you dropped a little nugget that I was like, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get to that one. I'll get to that one. Um, I mean, I have like notes, like a nice little outline here of arrows pointing of where to start. And I love Where you. does it go? <laughs> so I guess to start, um, Let's see. It was, she was born in 18, wait, 2018. And so I'm just 38, just turned 38. And getting pregnant was uh, harder than I thought it would be. And it seems like, you know, you try for so many years to not get that way. Right. And then (laughs) you're an adult now and you're like, I want to be pregnant. Um, so we did all natural, all first, and we had a first pregnancy that ended up in a loss at 10 weeks. Um, that was, as everyone will say, there's no reason, no rhyme or reason to it. No, no, nothing. You did nothing wrong, which, you know, you go home after your, however many cycles they tell you to sit out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they told if any doctors told you to sit out four cycles and you're like, I'm too old to sit out any cycles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to keep going. Won't be doing um, that. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, maybe one. I'll maybe sit yeah. out one and then yeah. I'm going to pick it back up. Yeah. So after the, the loss, it was, I don't know, six to eight months after that we got pregnant with our daughter. Um, and the months leading up to the viability, mm-hmm. my husband was like, I don't want to think of names. I don't want to think of anything until I know that it's for real. Mm-hmm. Right. It was devastating. But, you know, as guys go, they're just. Yeah. Don't but really ever say that, anything. But there's also that PTSD we were talking about in another episode that, you know, happens after a miscarriage. Right. You know, right. you yeah. can't help it because you're just like you're protecting your heart. You don't want right. to. You know. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, right. It was right before Thanksgiving that we had the loss and I had to like, it was a quiet morning getting dressed to head over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and tears. I could barely hold them back. And I, I probably was yelling at my husband for something. And he's like, listen, I'm sad too. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had you told uh, anybody at this point? Like, did they I know had that told you were pregnant? Okay. Our family. I told okay. like my parents and my sisters and my nieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think I had told anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I had like a weird feeling of embarrassed. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I felt I was in, in, kind of embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then the second pregnancy did great. Um, we had preeclampsia, which is a fancy way of saying you have really high blood pressure and weird proteins building up in your urine. So I never really did a lot of Googling on preeclampsia. I was just kind of like, well, I have this (laughs) thing. That's probably a bad thing. (laughs) And they have to like hospitalize me and everyone around me was like, yeah. We have to pray for her. We have to pray <laughs> that everything's going to be fine. And it just seemed like a lot of panic around it, but I didn't mm-hmm. feel all that panic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had like the magnesium bag. Um, yeah. um, my sister just had it. She just had a baby like 10 days ago and she had a magnesium bag, which is where they strip, they put a magnesium drip mm-hmm. and they run it. Mine was 10 minutes long. And it was the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing. You you just get you burn Ugh. like your bones get hot and you feel like mm-hmm. you're burning. Oh my! And I'm like, gosh. oh my gosh, when is this gonna end? And my sister was like, oh, mine was on for like four hours. I didn't feel anything. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so what the magnesium bag is supposed to do is for high risk pregnancies, develop the brain and the lungs and the eyes quicker. Uh, in the event that it's an extremely premature birth. Oh, mm. Wow. Wow. So, never heard of that. That's so crazy. That's good, in a good way. That's right. cool. Like, it wow. is really cool. Um, so you have to pee in what they call a hat. <laughs> you just put in a hat. 
on the toilet <laughs> and you pee in the hat and then you pour it in a gallon size jug <laughs> and you f- you fill that up and then you take it to the doctor and then they do whatever they do with it but you're walking in with like this milk right. gallon so it seems like a lot of pee, pee. <laughs> that's so much pee <laughs> it is a lot of pee and then they tell you whether or not it's high and then to go to the hospital or not so i was mm-hmm. hospitalized two or three times with I'm extremely just high levels I'm picturing you jug like just walking carrying a jug, jug of jug your pee. pee it's like normally they give you a little cup and you're like good to go this is not so the same jug. thing it's like that hazmat big jug yes, that you i can picture that carry around with you don't spill it mm-hmm. oh boy um and that you get like this preeclampsia rage too i, I was at the it was a gross point yacht club which is like a private club that my parents uh, are members of and that summer my mom would invite me to go with her all the time and she one day the day i went to like the big hospitalization i just felt like my heart was racing and you know how you get when you need to eat you're like a little shaky mm-hmm. and i just couldn't shake it like i had too much caffeine or something and i walk onto the pool deck and the lifeguard or whoever was managing the guest list (laughs) it's like excuse me you have to sign in i'm like i pointed over to my family over in the corner and the the guy just like (laughs) hollers at yells at me you gotta sign in and i just like spun around and said (laughs) i'm going over there (laughs) and i sat my stuff down and i was like mom go deal with him And I was like, I gotta sleep. I gotta eat. I don't know what I gotta mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, that afternoon I ended up in the hospital. Oh my with gosh! The clampsy rage. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, where to go from clampsy there? Rage. Um, this is a new one. This is a new term. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then along with all that, I develop ulcers in my stomach obviously in my stomach i couldn't eat it just felt like obviously a burning stomach but i had it the worst on at the at my baby shower and my aunt put together these really lovely finger sandwiches and this adorable spread and i was like i can't eat any of it like that sucks (laughs) because like a glass of water would trigger the burn yeah, and I was. So, what did you do? How did you? I eat? had a jug of um, whichever one, Mylanta or whatever was uh, <laughs> the cooling one, like the minty flavor. Okay. Yeah. Of I don't know my I don't remember what it was, but uh, they gave that to me in the hospital as well. I went into the hospital for that because I couldn't eat, mm-hmm. and my doctor was like, "You have to gain some weight." I was like, well, I can't eat anything, so. It's just, this is how it's going to have to go. Um, and then uh, about the baby shower, I went out with my sister and my mom to um, register for gifts. And my husband came and we were just sitting in there with the gun, scanning all the barcodes of all the things that we wanted for the baby. And I had made the mistake of learning the gender beforehand and telling everyone <laughs> which is my advice to anyone don't find out but don't tell anyone until after the shower so we get next to nothing off the registry Mm -hmm. because everyone bought these adorable oh that's a good i was just wondering why but that's actually a really good point because you're Mm -hmm. right because then they have their tunnel vision they want to do all these cute clothes and cute like gender specific Mm -hmm. things but you're like i need this shit right here this is what i need (laughs) right like i had already had back issues so i had picked a carrier for that specific reason right there was a reason i picked a certain carrier and most of them are my mom's friends, like these rich older ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God bless, but you're off the invitation list forever. <laughs> you're not getting invited to another shower. I got all these nice baby clothes, but mm-hmm. I needed like the bath and towels and mm-hmm. not all these, not right. boat shoes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I wanted this carrier and not the one you gave me. So mm-hmm. it was, and then my cousin, God bless my cousin. She has four kids of her own and she gives me a bag and says, these are all the things that my kids loved. And I open the bag and it's like a crusty washcloth. Stop. <laughs> like a used chewed on pacifier. Oh my God. Broken swim goggles. Yes. This is greatness. <laughs> and I think there was like a pacifier clip thing. And I was like, well, first of all, I handed this to my sister. I'm like, throw that away. That, this is garbage. <laughs> Especially like for a child that you would work so hard. And like you're, you're, you want to like give your child the best anyway. But it's, I think there's just like an, an another sense of like, desire to like get the best of the best when it's a child that you've longed for for so Mm -hmm. long and you've worked so hard for and you've experienced a loss and then it's like you this is finally it so you Mm -hmm. want like just like the best of the best and then to get like a chewed up pacifier like a crusty towel you're like what the fuck is this right and you know now that my daughter is like she's four and a half I could see her kids like putting a bunch of stuff in a bag, like, oh, give this to baby, give this yeah. to baby. But she probably wasn't even aware of what was right. in there. <laughs> she could have said, these are the things that my kids put together in a bag for you, mm-hmm. throw them right. away when you get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Fast forward to labor. That was great. I was, it was a Saturday morning. She was born just before Halloween. And I was getting in the shower. My husband was in, I don't know, like an hour and a half away working somewhere. My parents were setting up for a trunk retreat at the church. Um, And my sisters were both working. And I get in the shower and I look down and I'm like, I don't think I just peed. (laughs) So I just like, what is that? I'm standing there naked looking in the shower, like looking at myself in the mirror (laughs) my shower's running and i'm just like what is this and like i'm looking down i was like that i don't know what that is so i like called my cousin doesn't answer called my best girlfriend who just had a baby six months prior she doesn't answer i'm calling my sisters they don't answer my parents nobody answers i call my husband he's like i don't know what you want me to do i'm in flint and i was like good point I don't know what you're going to do either. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'll just call my doctor. And so I called her and I said, I, I, I don't think I peed, but something's dripping down my leg. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, yeah, why don't you go to the hospital? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> so my sister finally calls me back and I was like, I think I need you to take me to the hospital. Um, I, I'm not sure what's coming out of me, but. Uh, I'm just going to wear a pad and then maybe put a towel down on your seat (laughs) 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 because I need a ride to the hospital. So she takes me to the hospital. They do the whole triage check-in thing. I was sitting there for a little while and they're swabbing and taking tests of what this fluid might be. And I don't have any sort of contraction or anything, nothing like that. I'm just, I'm leaking. And I'm getting the beds all wet. I'm getting the seats all wet. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> so finally, I get into the labor and delivery area. And um, my, I, my, I did not set up a birth plan just because I was like, I don't know what is going to happen. I'm just, I'll just have her and we'll go from there. And well, I did want music. I wanted music. I was like yeah. trying to pick out a playlist. Like I at least wanted music to listen to. <laughs> And, um, I, and I wanted an epidural that was like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm going in hard Mm -hmm. on that one. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had been dilated about a one for a couple of weeks and they're like, well, you're not really dilated much more and, um, you are leaking. So I think we're going to induce you. I'm like, sure, whatever just make sure I have that epidural. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Oh, no. We'll get Don't you that. Me. We'll get that. Don't tell me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I think it's time because I'm starting to feel some contractions because I've been uh, induced and the doctor comes in and he's like, nope. 
<laughs> you're not ready yet. And I was like, okay, well, this is really intense, you guys. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, you're not dilated enough to, yeah, you because know, we don't want you to be in, uh, have the epidural and then it wear off. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, you're the doctors, but I'm telling you, it's time. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> so God. the guy, I kept saying, okay, how about now? How about now? Like three or four more times. And the guy would come in and stick his finger in and say, nope, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And the doctors, <laughs> when I got the induction, they were giving us a timeline on how long it might take. Right. And it was looking like it would take a long time. And then the contractions just get lower and lower and lower. And I look at my husband and I was like, I'm about to push. He's like, get out of here. You've got like four more hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm pushing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, get a nurse in here because I just started pushing. And then yeah. my daughter was born. <gasps> Wait, hold on. You are Wait, you serious? At one, at a one, she was born at a one. No, no, I no. went from like a one to an eight. In oh, immediately, like very quickly, very quickly. Fifteen minutes, maybe. <gasps> Wait, so you did that without yes. an epidural? Oh my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt everything, and you know what? I would do it again. You yeah. would that way? Yeah, I would. It okay. wasn't so bad. Okay. Was it just um, like, I imagine like adrenaline probably just took over in that moment. Well, and it's my first time doing this. So mm-hmm. I, you don't really know what is going to happen or really how bad it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Like pushing wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, once you figure out you got to push with your butt and not your vagina, then mm-hmm. it's it easy better. to do. And I would, yeah. I would do it. I would recommend it. 10 really? out of 10, I'd recommend to a friend, yeah. Mm. Oh, man. See, like, that's um, what I wanted to do. But it is that fear. <laughs> it's that fear of not yeah, knowing it is. It how is, bad yeah. it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But my husband, does. he was like, I've never seen this guy get impressed. And he was like... <laughs> He's like, that's my wife. <laughs> I, that was Wild West style. Yeah. <laughs> that was impressive. Wow. So that was great. Yeah. The 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 worst part was is getting sewed up when like they put nothing on it. Right. And yeah. she's like, You have to relax. I was like, Well, I can feel everything you're, you're doing. Needles, so right. vagina lips. Oh so I don't know what you know. it's barbaric. <laughs> it and I don't barbaric. know I don't know if you looked at yourself after I did. I I had to see it. I had mm-hmm. to see these stitches. I had to see <laughs> yeah. it was like twine. I had been sewn oh. up with twine. I'm like, interesting choice. <laughs> interesting choice on your needle and thread. Why would so they choose something exciting. so thick? I'm like, I don't understand. I have no idea. But after a while, I just saw it hanging there mm-hmm. so we it's both gonna... had um c-section yeah oh, so okay. we didn't that happen yeah did they were they dissolvable at least or did you have to go back and like have them yank them out after um i think i pulled some out i don't remember that exactly um mm-hmm. you're like it's i don't think blur. I, I don't think i had like the suture removal yeah mm-hmm. oh. i think they kind of dissolved but maybe that's I, why I, they had to be so thick i don't oh. know it's just Good lord. Right. That is Wild West. Man. (laughs) Seriously. Like, I was teasing my husband prior to this about the push present, like traditional push present. And he's like, Mm -hmm. that's just uh, your family thing. I was like, "Mm, no, ladies get push presents, especially since they carry this. Right. And you actually pushed, you know. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) he bought me a pair of these Birkenstocks that I wanted. <laughs> he was like, "Which which pair do you want?" Showing me his phone. Yeah, because like, he's just like, "Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you're gonna get this. Whatever you want. What else do you want?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'll give you anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything you want." Yeah. So, um, and then I've always had. Oh, the first night, the first night I was in there, my husband went home for some reason. Uh, so I was in there by myself with um, my daughter and she didn't sleep at all. So I didn't sleep. 
Mm-hmm. And I I remember I was in the in the room and I'm like this baby won't stop <laughs> crying <laughs> and I can't figure out how to get her to shut up and go mm-hmm. to sleep and I I called the nurse at one point middle of the night I was like I like don't know what to do my baby won't stop crying oh well yeah that's the first night like okay that's thanks it. for the help thanks. <laughs> And like I got up and I walked around the room and like it's kind of dark in there. I'm maybe trying to like soothe her a little mm-hmm. bit, rocking and bouncing. And then I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at her and I'm looking out the window and I was like, is this did I have a girl or a boy? <laughs> I could not remember. I was just delirious. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Is this a girl? What is, is this, this a boy? <laughs> What am I holding right now? <laughs> what is, what are you? So I, my husband came the next morning and then stayed that next night. Cause I told him, I was like, you can't leave me here alone. I have yeah. to sleep because this is crazy. So my whole life, I had a large chest. I had a ridiculous bust line and it was lovely. Um, but it was, oh, my mom always said my boobs would always get somewhere a few minutes before I did. Like, <laughs> you know, they were just yeah, there yeah. and larger. I developed early and they just kept getting bigger, bigger for my body. And as like the milk consultant or the lactation consultant comes in, I was like, this should be no problem. These babies got <laughs> it <laughs> because they're so big, there would be no problem. Turns out they're just accessories for me because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like I had this these people coming in like pushing. Oh, you gotta do it like this. You gotta do it like that. You gotta do it like this, and then mm-hmm. it gets hard. And then there's the letdown. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess not because these babes are just gonna hang out. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and don't you feel like a milk cow too? Because I remember being there. The lactation nurse would come in, and they're just kind of like pushing on you and everything. And you're just like, mm. if there was any modesty, it's just right. Like, I, my body is just a tool at this point. Right. Like if my husband had come to any of the appointments to see how many uh, doctors go elbow deep, mm-hmm. like even through the fertility treatments, like if you only knew how many objects and arms. Right. Right. Are mm-hmm. fishing around up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. nuts. So, yeah. So I didn't produce any milk. They had me pumping at one point, like all day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's nothing in there. I mm-hmm. don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And she's hungry and losing weight. And I, my husband, they offered donor milk or, or a formula. And my husband's like, no, we don't want any strangers milk in our daughter. <laughs> and I was like, my husband probably would have had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so my sister just had her baby and I said, take whatever milk you can get. Like if they offer you donor milk, take it. Yeah. It's not contaminated with anything. No. Right. I'm sure they have to go through <laughs> extensive like testing and all that stuff. Oh yeah. They clean it. And mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who was like a, she was an overproducer and she was donating. Mm-hmm. So they do clean it. Let's see. I'm going to fast forward to, oh, my back. <laughs> um, I, like I mentioned previously, I have bad backs. I've had two spinal surgeries. And the second one I had after I had Hazel, um, she was about eight months old. My husband, again, off to work. Um, it's the morning. I, in my PJs, Hazel, we're just kind of doing our morning routine. I'm on the ground uh, changing her diaper and I leaned forward for something. And that's when it was like three discs just burst. Oh my God. And I could not move. I call my mom. Well, I called my husband first of all. And I was like, my back. He's like, I don't know why you're calling me. I was like, you're right. I don't know why I'm calling you either. (laughs) It's a trend. (laughs) I guess just letting you know. Uh, So my mom comes and then calls the ambulance. And as we're waiting for the ambulance, I I have no bra on. I haven't brushed my teeth yet. And I was like, mom, could you please just run upstairs and grab me a toothbrush? So I like quickly with a cup and a toothbrush, just scrub my teeth a little bit. But I'm not wearing a bra. And like I said, they're just flying out there. <laughs> and 
like the it's pretty early in the morning so the ems comes they wheel me out all my neighbors are watching to see who's coming out of this house on the stretch oh, <laughs> that's awful get to the, <laughs> we're just kind of flapping in the in the wind like great <laughs> so i get there they check me out do all this stuff and give me some meds and then they send me home like can you just walk out you're just gonna walk out i'm like sure sure <laughs> i'm walking out it's several hours later it was the weirdest walk of shame i'd ever have because again <laughs> i'm not wearing any bra mm -hmm. and i'm in my weird pajamas and <laughs> I should have stolen the little the robe that they give right. you just to be a yeah, little covered up. Something I should have done that, but and then my mom is like circling around and she picks me up like around the back of the hospital. I was like, mm -hmm. oh. oh my gosh! So then I was on the couch for a few months after that, and finally had the surgery, and that went well. Um, and then we get into trying to have another baby and doing the same thing we did before with ovulation tests and all that jazz doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't, not even a positive on anything. And then I found a fertility doctor pretty nearby and she's like, oh, you're a young, I don't know, maybe I was 30, I was 40. You're, you're mm -hmm. young 40. Here, go do all these tests, do the test, get the ovaries looked at the, the woman who was looking at all that stuff was like, you have the ovaries of a 38 year old. I said, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so everything was normal on my end. Uh, it was just not happening. And we did, uh, three rounds of whatever the shots are, the Clomid and, mm -hmm stuff like that and then we did an IUI and that's where I had to stop because mm -hmm. it was just getting heart it was heart-wrenching mm -hmm. um, and so in the thick of all this my 43 year old sister comes over and I have a friend from Los Angeles in town staying with me she comes in and she just announces she's pregnant to me I was like are you are you kidding like that's a joke, right? Because you know, I like I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I cried a whole bunch about it. And she's like, it was an accident. I was like, oh, how unfortunate. That makes it even right. worse. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to need my high chair back. And my husband's like, are you pregnant? Like joking. And she's like, yeah. I went to the <laughs> dining room, I grabbed it, and I just started crying. I'm like, why is this an accident for you? Like her kids her older kids are they just turned 16 and 13 so now she has a one-year-old who is uh, adorable obviously mm -hmm. um and he his name is conrad and he was diagnosed with uh, uh down syndrome i think in the back half of the first trimester so there's she's handling that pretty well um geez what else do we have here what have I left out? <laughs> Probably not much of anything. Um, so one thing that I wish someone had said something to me before, like to prepare with no one ever is going to tell you this is how you prepare. Mm -hmm. Cause there's no way to know. There's no way to know, but to really work on your pelvic floor mm -hmm. because that is like the aftermath. I think that's like, I don't know how you guys had it left. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that my best girlfriend who our kids are six months apart. She's going to, she had a lot of bladder issues, like a fallen bladder. Mm -hmm. And now she's seeking physical therapy to lift up that pelvic floor. Um, where I just experienced uh, my vagina falling out and <laughs> that's the sound bite right <laughs> i told sonia i was like we need to get natalie on her vagina fell out it <laughs> did. wait what and in our notes for like the people it's like literally the schedule like natalie her vagina right. fell out right. <laughs> and i was like googling it and apparently it's called a pelvic prolapse or is that something yes. different yes what? Okay. no that's it and a lot that's of times it. it 
it the bladder rests and the bladder pushes everything mm-hmm. down but i have not mm-hmm. experienced any sort of leaking or bladder issues like mm-hmm. i can empty my bladder just fine i'm not l- leaking at all it's just it feels like a dry ball mm-hmm. like you're sitting on a like you inserted a tampon mm-hmm. not correctly or something yeah right. not fully yeah. or incorrectly just like really uncomfortable yeah and then it'll dry out the more it's hanging there right <laughs> oh my <Right>. god <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh as the the looker and discoverer that i am i grabbed a mirror and i looked at it mm-hmm. to see what is this feeling i am feeling Mm-hmm. And I, it just like looks like tissue. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the inside of my vagina looks like. I just know what sh- the outside looks like, and it mm-hmm. had some extra flesh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when I called my doctor, it happened twice. I just pushed it back up when I first. Yeah. I was it. gonna ask you like, so right. what do you do? Right. <laughs> right. You push it back in. Yeah. And I was like, all right, if it happens again, I guess I'll call the doctor. Yeah. And wait, then so it- the first time it happened wasn't alarming enough. <laughs> You're like, let's wait for this to happen again. Exactly. I was it's- like, huh. Right. I, I think my vagina just fell out, but I'm going to push it in. And if it doesn't what do happens. it again. Right. right. Yeah. No, apparently this is common. And, like, people are just, like, they don't know what's happening, obviously. Same with you. You didn't really know what was happening. And you just were like, okay, maybe this will fix it and it won't happen again. Exactly. And one in four women (laughs) have Mm -hmm. this. And then, you know, my mom is a very classy lady. And this stuff doesn't come up. And Mm -hmm. um, she later, she had a bladder suspension a few Mm -hmm. years ago, which is, you know, what you hear about women giving birth multiple times is your bladder falls down. I didn't know it's like it pushes down on the canal and everything Mm -hmm. falls out with it. And then I'm talking to um, some more clients, not the ones at the nursing home, um, because I'm sure and they don't remember are, <laughs> or that theirs are just yeah gone or out there right right um and this is labeled as a vaginal rejuvenation pro- uh, procedure which a lot of times it used to be not covered by insurance because it was a vaginal rejuvenation insurance or did i say insurance or church i know you said insurance, insurance. you said insurance <laughs> The church doesn't cover it. The church does not cover it. That's Um, weird. I thought that that would have been my first place. (laughs) So, um, and it takes a little bit more than just like the regular Kegels that we know how to do. There's like Mm -hmm. a lot of exercises to get that pelvic floor going. And it's just do it. Just we got to learn how to do it and just do it because I was given three options to fix it. And I'll start with the the most intrusive one to the least. The first one was uh, a full hysterectomy, and that would they would leave an ovaries not to push me into menopause. Right, but it was your vagina so though. Kind. So how is that going to fix the vagina? I don't understand. So by pulling everything out, it would be like yeah. laparoscopic pulling everything out, right. and that would lift it. Okay, um, and then another one would be going in vaginally and stapling up the vagina wall and the last one is what's called a pessary uh i've nicknamed it the pussery or the twato (laughs) the twato Twato. (laughs) Uh, and that is like a a disc like this it's like a silicone disc that you fold Mm -hmm. and just put it up there and i think the idea is that it just kind of sits sort of flat or What's that vertically mm-hmm. along it just the wall? Kind of holds it up. Mm-hmm. Kind of holds it up. We got to take it out, like a tent, kind of every night to let it uh, let yourself breathe and mm-hmm. wash it, and then you mm-hmm. put it back in. Mm-hmm. That sounds absolutely horrible. I think I might go back and get it stapled. Honestly, is mm-hmm. that what you're doing now? Is the I'm I tent have the potato that I use potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and I think I might. I don't love the object being up there, but it, it makes a world of difference. Like, yeah, I do feel like it's secure, but I think I might go back and get it stapled. 
But I think also the insurance company needs to reevaluate their coverage because I'm not, I don't, I don't really need to be rejuvenated. I need mm-hmm. to be put back into right, place. Right, 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 exactly. And I haven't quite looked into it far enough to to say whether or not they still stick to that sort of cosmetic procedure or if it's considered a medical procedure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel should... like enough women mm-hmm. lose their bladders and vaginas, just mm-hmm. end up getting a hysterectomy, and yeah. and it could be uh, avoided. So I'm you know, talking to all these women now. I was like, oh, I just had a hysterectomy, and that fixed it. Like, that seems awfully but that's major. Such a, it is right, major. That is major. And especially yeah. for somebody who's trying to have another baby, like that's so like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? No. Yeah. I'm not done with these. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe my body is, but I don't feel like my brain or my heart is quite ready for it yet. And mm-hmm. I don't want it to be that final either. Right. Exactly. Cause that seems awfully final. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. that's my story. Do you know if the insurance company has changed or are you sure that they haven't? I don't, I haven't looked into it enough. Yeah. To, I've just been doing some light reading, um, about it. Like I got the name of a surgeon who will do the stapling, but just brief articles that I've read about insurance won't cover it. Oh, my mm-hmm. mom's doctor. She, my mom was trying to figure out hers is collapsing too. Mm-hmm. She's like, my doctor was like, no insurance will cover it. And no one really does that surgery. And I was like, that's well, so weird. Yeah. If you're calling it a rejuvenation, perhaps. Then, right. But yeah. I feel like I, I need that part to be where it needs to be. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. I feel like, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, because one trying to figure out, yeah, they're not right. going to cover it. Because it really truly is a medical thing. It's not just a rejuvenation. This is not a cosmetic no. surgery. Nobody's looking at your vagina. This is uncomfortable. Like, I can only imagine how uncomfortable it would be to, mm-hmm. you know, have to go through that on a daily basis. I mean, what you're doing and also like having your vagina out, like that's uncomfortable. It is. And it's so I think it's I think it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because I do have, I do have the ovaries of a thirty-eight-year-old. So yeah, Yeah. you're like, I got that's not geriatric. Your ovaries, I mean, they're slightly geriatric, but they're not like at peak geriatric. No, (laughs) no. Um, So what does this mean? Are you still trying for a second, or what are what does this mean for? Oh, I feel like this past year we kind of went through. My husband had a little bit of a drinking problem Mm -hmm. and I think that some of that hindered the attempts Mm -hmm. and he almost died around Christmas time and Mm -hmm. he had quit drinking and had a seizure at work and cracked his head open on the concrete ground and uh, went to the hospital and all that stuff. And then he goes through the withdrawals and the delirium and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. He has uh, cirrhosis because of it. And I think that had a lot to do with our inability. Mm-hmm. And so this past year, especially it's well, the past six months, I guess he's just been trying to recover from all that. It's a lot. Yeah. And for a while, it's been put on the back burner because that was pulled forward. And so mm-hmm. it is in my heart a little bit still, cause I was going through some of my daughter's clothes to give to my sister. And I was like, we were FaceTiming and I was like, Oh, this one is such a cute outfit. I love this outfit. And then I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. And yeah. I just like started crying because right, yeah. like, I thought I was ready mm-hmm. to pass that along. But, mm-hmm. and it's not that I'm not happy for my mm-hmm. sister. Right. Obviously, a right. baby is amazing. Right. Um, but letting go of some of that has mm-hmm. been hard. So mm-hmm. I think a, a part of me wants to keep trying. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know for how much longer. Right. Like, You'll know when you're done. Yeah. Right. Trying, you know. Right. What about, what about you guys? Well, I mean, I feel like I have the same thing when I'm going through Annabelle's clothes. We have we have one baby, and we were never able to get pregnant at all naturally. We had to go 
IVF route. And then that was the only time in my life I've ever been pregnant. So I've never, you know, miscarried or, you know, anything, um, fortunately, but we just can't get pregnant naturally. So going through Annabelle's clothes and exactly what you just said is serious. It's truly the hardest. Um, we could go through IVF again, but it's just, we're right now we're kind of choosing that if we are going to have a baby, it'll happen naturally. And if not, then we're, we're not. So I mean, I kind of have like a few boxes stashed of my top favorite items that I just can't get rid of. And, you know, if we don't end up having another baby, I'm relying on the fact that someday I will emotionally detach from these or, you know, maybe one of my closest friends or family members will have a girl that I can, you know, feel comfortable giving them to. It's, it's a hard thing. It's, that's one of the hardest things I think as our babies are growing and, you know. And then one of my girlfriends was like, it's okay. You don't have to give her the clothes. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you don't like, there's no rush. There's no, No. you're not obligated to. Mm -hmm. And then imagine if you saw that baby in your favorite outfit, right? how would you feel? And I'm like, man, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't either. That's a good point. It's just, it's yeah, a mental. I have all of Hayden's clothes piled up in one of our guest rooms, like on this bed. It started off where I was like being all cute with like the bins and I would label them. And now it's just like a free for all, <laughs> like mountain of clothes. Cause I can't keep up with it. I'm like, oh my God. But I can't like bring myself to, well, I don't really have anybody close to, you know, the family um, that has a, a little boy right now. But even if I did, I don't know that I could bring myself to part because I'm, I'm not, mentally ready right. either. You know, right. it's like we went through, we, you know, went through um, some miscarriages, which were really hard. We went through multiple rounds, I think like five rounds of IUI, which were all a fail. We went through three rounds of IVF, which were a fail. Um, yeah. And then while we were waiting for a fourth round of IVF, we got pregnant naturally. And so, yeah. So it's like all the times that I got pregnant were naturally. So mm-hmm. my husband and I were like, you know, when we're ready, um, I need, we need to be employed again. (laughs) You will be ready. (laughs) Um, We're just going to try naturally because I mean, my body is just, that seems to be what responds best for Mm -hmm, me. So, um, you know, I just turned 40 in February. Um, Obviously I know that that clock is ticking. I know it's not impossible though. I know I probably Mm -hmm. have like a couple years that I can, you know, really give it a good try, but um, you know, there's, there might be a day that it comes if I don't have a baby yet, where I'm just kind of like, you know what, I'm done trying and I'm happy yeah. and I'm okay. Yeah. And I think now that we have, we have Hayden, it's taken that, um, a lot of the pressure off because before it was like, we desperately wanted a baby. And like, what if this isn't in our story? Like, what if right. we're not supposed to have a baby? And then that was heartbreaking in itself. And then yeah. everybody around you and all these birth announcements. Um, but now that Hayden's here, right. I, I just explain it in a way that like the hole in my heart is filled mm-hmm. and I'm okay if that's it. Like he is mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. If we were to have another baby, it's truly gravy, you know, right. it's just yeah. the icing on the cake at this point. Yeah. So obviously we would love that, but I'm okay if all mm-hmm. we have is Hayden. Yeah. You know? And I, th- he really I kinda, fills that I void. do go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Hazel is, Amazing. She love is. her name, by the way. Yes, me too. She, I love that. That's the only name that we could agree on. And in fact, I do have it up here on my notes that there was a nurse at the uh, OB's office. And we were going to keep it to ourselves, like her name. Mm-hmm. And she, we were getting, I was pretty far along. And her name was Regina, the nurse's name. And she had some strange physical deformity uh, with her hands. Obviously, it couldn't. It didn't keep her from doing her job. She was a fine lady, not the nicest woman. But she's like, "Oh, do you have a name yet?" I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna name her Hazel." Oh, I hate mm-hmm. that name. Oh, oh no! Ah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I In those like, moments, you wonder if they're serious. <gasps> I was like, "Okay, Regina, with the weird hands. Thanks for your input." <laughs> Like that sounds like an old lady's name, and I'm just I sat there like, like well, your name is Regina. Let's talk about that. I was like, God that. willing, God yeah. willing, she becomes an old lady. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> so oh should I God. tell this? Should I tell this story? So Annabelle's name was going to be Hazel too, because it's like all the women in my family on my maternal side have hazel eyes, and 
I mean, she was born with blue eyes, so I don't really feel as bad anymore that we didn't go with her. I mean, she was born with blue, and they stayed blue after her dad. Okay. Um, but we were going to name her Hazel, and my grandmother and I were driving over to see my nephew, and I was, she was like, so have you thought of any names? And I was like, yeah, but I'm hesitant to share. And she was like, okay, well, you know, you can tell me. It's fine. And I was like, so we're thinking Hazel McClellan, and she's like, I hate that name. It sounds like an old lady's name. <laughs> Why are I they so and, negative? But, like, and oh I forgot God. to really open with the whole, like, the reason the maternal eye color, blah, blah, blah. Like, I forgot to open with that, but I think she hated it enough to where that wouldn't have even mattered. So, but I love it. It's okay. beautiful. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful name. I she love is that. a Hazel. She's, yeah. She gave herself her own nickname. So she calls herself Hazzy. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. That's beautiful too. I love it, (laughs) Hazi. She's an amazing person. And to Mm -hmm. what you were saying, Jessica, about like my heart is full of just loving on her. But I I did feel it a little bit more with a couple of dogs. So, oh, you got more dogs? (laughs) Oh, I got two dogs. I got one dog, and I was like, oh, that's not the breed I wanted. And so. I guess we'll keep you, but we're going to get another one. (laughs) Um, So I don't know what hair flew up my butt about the blue healer breed, Mm. but there's a Amish farm near our cottage up north that has pups every once in a while. So I go up to the farm. I was like, I'm looking for healer pups. She's like, oh, I don't have any. Give me your number. So I give her my number. I bought some baked goods and a year goes by, no pups. So we get our first dog lady and she's kind of of some sort of cattle dog and she's fine. It's great. And then the Amish lady calls like a year later, I have some healer pups. I'm like, no, no, thanks. Okay. Then she calls back a couple weeks later. I have healer pups. You're ready to go home now. I was like, you're like, Okay, I'm going to get one of those. I'll be right up. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. We've been the same thing. Did you know that the dogs on Bluey are healers, and obviously the blue ones are blue healers? Yes, that's exactly what I first thought of. I was like, ooh, blue healers. Do they have an Australian accent by chance? Right. Uh, You know what? I haven't. I haven't. I don't have a very good Australian accent. I mm-hmm. I have some Bluey books that I read to Hazel that I try in my yeah. worst Australian That's accent. So cute. Uh, but he hasn't really responded to. Good on you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of dodgy. What's his uh, name? His name is Rex. Oh, oh I cute. love that. So we have Rex and Lady mm-hmm. and. My husband and Hazel each have given them a, a voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> Lady's voice is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Hazel makes Rex's voice real low, kind of dumb. <laughs> That's so cute. That is so funny. We do that with our pugs. We had um, one pug. It was actually the pug that I had in California with me. She ended up passing away um, a few years ago. But I love her so much, but she wasn't, um, she wasn't, especially towards the end, she wasn't the brightest bulb. I think there was something missing. Um, there was definitely some inbreeding there, I think. Oh, <laughs> but we would just like joke that she'd be like, hello, who? <laughs> like, just like, you'd be like, be like, come here, do you want to, I'm not going to say like, because the pugs know, but you're like, do you, are you H U N G R Y? And she'd be like, who? <laughs> Whereas like the other dogs would go running and she'd just like, Oh, what's going on? <laughs> she just like always enter a room so surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like clueless. Yeah. What am I doing in here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dogs are so weird. Oh, it's so good. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing your story. Thanks this for was, carving yeah. out some time. If you absolutely, absolutely, any more topics covered? Oh no, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> Jessica, how old is your boy? So he is about to turn 10 months old. Oh, I know I'm, I'm in denial that, um, that means we're hitting the one year mark and I'm like, how is that happening? How is that happening right now? It just flies by so fast. It's not it even does. cool. It does. So I've been trying to like cherish every, cause it's like, you know, every week it's like a new phase. He's doing different things every week. And so, um, 
we are now entering the phase. He's been such a good napper and such a good sleeper, but I think we're, I'm hoping we're not, but I feel like we're starting to enter a phase where he's being a little bit more defiant on his naps. Um, it just started two days ago and I'm like, Oh God, I don't want this for us. <laughs> like, he's been such a good sleeper. Um, and so I don't know, he's definitely going through something right now, but he's awesome. I feel like it was, we're all, we're still going through something. It's just yeah. like always something. <laughs> Every week it's something new until they're they flip they fly the coop. Um well thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. We need your support. All of your support. Lots and lots of support. <laughs> For more info, you can check out our website at www.geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, on Twitter at geriatric mamas, and follow our group page on Facebook, Geriatric Mamas. And we also have a Facebook page there too with the same name. If you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can submit your inquiry by going to our website and clicking on be our guest bye so, thank bye -bye. you bye, bye. <laughs>